is I think that this is the way to show people w- what's the point of classical music. The point of classical music is not that we go and listen to most uh, uh, impor- uh, important and most known uh, pianists, violinists, orchestras, but the point of classical music is to transform emotions directly to public. Today I'm talking to Peter Plaza who is a pianist and a music professor. Peter, it's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. I'm very looking forward to to speak to you today. Yes, I'm also, I saw you, I found you on, on Instagram, or I discovered you on Instagram, and I'm so fascinated. And um, tell me about your your um, career and uh Let's start with where, where you started playing the piano. So I'm a Croatian pianist, living in Vienna and studying here at the University for Music and Performing Arts Vienna. My musical journey started uh, very late when I was already 13 years old. Uh, so I started to play the piano at the age of 13. And so the brief history, I uh, uh, made an entrance exam in Ljubljana. I have uh, already master's degree in piano uh, from Ljubljana uh, in Slovenia. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when during my studies in uh, Slovenia, I went for Erasmus here, uh, here to Vienna, got, lo- <laughs> got in love uh, with the city and stayed here. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> but you stayed, but you are originally from Croatia. Yes. Yeah. And the age of 13, yeah, that is a little later than uh, the normal uh, or the, the normal route where everybody starts at a young age. Um, so why did you start this late? I don't know. Actually, I uh, I don't come from a musical uh, family. Yeah. But, uh, my my uh, aunt played the piano. My father played accordion, and my mother loves classical music. But um, I was a very stubborn kid, and uh, okay. when I was supposed to go to music school, I did not want to go. And because we were living. Um, Far, I mean, it's not far away from the city, uh, from the city center. I did not have that much friends uh, living uh, in my area. So mm-hmm. one day it was, it was, it was a boring day, so to say. And I went to my grandmother that was living uh, in the same street, and uh, she had a piano. So I started to, I mean, to play something. Yeah, yeah went to my parents and said that I would love uh, uh, to play the piano. And this is how it all started. Yeah, but I think sometimes we think um, that you have to start early to be able to do a career as a pianist. And I've spoken to a, a few um, people the, the past few days or the, the past interviews that I did that was really this way. It's very unconventional. It was really that they started later in their life and discovered it that they wanted to do that. Um, so had, was there a point where people say to you, you know what, you will never 
you you too old you, to to do this or to to do a career as a pianist you should have started earlier well i i'll say like this when you mm-hmm. start at that very late age because i'm also doing piano pedagogy and i'm teaching it's mm-hmm. uh, your hand is not growing with the piano, so to say. Okay. Then you need to have really good professor that will mm. help you to manage to uh, 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 um, uh, to s- somehow overcome this disability uh, mm. with uh, already grown uh, 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 grow uh, the hand that grew, grew up, and um, I at the beginning did not have that luck uh, um, so uh, I uh, was in this old system uh, with uh, so to say old technique uh, wasn't good for my hand Mm -hmm. and when you constantly play like this then um, your hand gets uh, very stiff Mm -hmm. and I had luck at the university that I had some amazing professors. I'm still uh, doing uh, technique uh, with a professor from uh, from Slovenia that helped me somehow to overcome uh, uh, this and that, na- that uh, now I can play freely. Amazing. I didn't know this, you know, that your hand, that your hand had to grow into that. And of course, yeah, it makes sense when you say it like that. So do you still have to really work on your hands, you say? I mean, it's playing the piano is like, I always say, like gymnastic. If you mm-hmm. don't do it every day or if you're not uh, constantly practicing, after a while, the hand is not that, that much flexible anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you need some time to, to, to come back to this routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I wanted to say, of course, there are a lot of examples of people who started very late to play the piano and uh, are now maybe even professors at the universities. Uh, but um, as I said, it's constant practice and fight to uh, to succeed. Yeah. But so you have to be very determined. But you said that you were a stubborn child, so uh, you have that determination. Yes, yes, I had this termina- determination because I knew what I want to do in life. Okay, maybe I won't be a concert pianist uh, like uh, big stars, but I somehow found my happiness in uh, piano pedagogy and also like giving concerts chamber music and maybe some solo concerts but um for example if we go to piano pedagogy i also think that you are as you were born to be a musician you're also born to be a piano professor because if you don't like what you do then you can't make success out of it and how did you discover this love of teaching well, it was, I don't know, it was at, uh, at the university, I was second or third year, and I wanted to make extra money. Okay. So, uh, I, I, uh, in Croatia, I, I got the first piano student, and it was actually very scary, because this piano student had dyslexia, 
and also problems with concentration. And uh, at that time, we still did not have like the uh, didactics, special didactics and stuff. So I read uh, a book, like a brief book about piano didactics to, to like um, to be prepared for what I'm going to uh, uh, get. Um, yeah. so, but he was very, very, very uh, musically talented and uh, through different uh, uh, didactic approaches so that I don't go too far away from the subject. Uh, we somehow managed uh, to uh, to play so that he, he uh, can also read notes because he ha had uh, uh, problems with reading uh, the score. Because when you have dyslexia, it's yeah. hard, like the, you, maybe you have like the how do you say the Spiegelbild, the uh, yeah. uh, picture. So it's very hard for them. But as I said, he succeeded after a year. He could read really, really good uh, through the score. Wow. And and I mean, credit to you that you went on and, and tried to help him. Yes, because um, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm very empathic person, but mm -hmm. also I, I wanted to to make a success because everything, I think that everything you start in life, try to do it uh, as much as you can, go to the maximum point. And yeah. so don't start something if I won't finish it. Yeah. So you had a, you had a very, well, it's not, not the easiest first student then that, you know, when you are faced with being, having this first, experience of teaching but also it was a complicated situation because you had to deal with this um dyslexia as well but now do you see yourself as somebody who like these challenges where you can really find you know where you can help a, a student who has some sort of um either disability or a or a setback or something to to help them to get through yes i think uh, i mean i think i do it's not egoistic but i think i do because i also went through a lot uh, while uh, having different professors that did not work as good as i think they should have in music school uh, so i told to myself uh, that uh, I won't make the same mistakes they made. And I think that you need to, to give everyone a chance because it's only 10% talent and 90% is work. So I think that through work and th through hard work, you can uh, uh, do a lot. And um, uh, when we talk about people with disabilities, I mean, in my really short career, I still uh, think that I'm very, uh, uh, so to say, we say in Croatia, very green or very yeah. raw still. And um, I had the opportunity working in music schools when like professors were sick. So I would come for two, three weeks um, uh, to mm -hmm. help. Um, I had uh, 
already more than 60 uh, uh, pupils and there were all different every uh, every 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 pupil was a one of a kind and very special and uh, i had also again with this dyslexia with uh, problems with concentration uh, the people that were so introverted, you couldn't do almost anything with them because you're, so to say, new person. So I somehow tried to open them and uh, to help them uh, uh, be more comfortable, not only while playing the piano, but in, in the real life. Yeah. But this is amazing because you also know that not not every student that you have will become a concert pianist so you instill the love of music yes of course i uh, i'm pretty aware of it but we also we as professors because we we are uh, uh, pianists in this case or uh, classical musicians you somehow want from the child to 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 uh, to uh, to be that but on the other hand if uh, for me it's the most important part that the child lo loves music yeah and uh, so this is the most important part and especially with small children i now have at the, at, uh, at the moment at music school three or four four year olds really so young yes one of them is really ultra talented you would say here hochbegabt and uh, she makes a huge progress from from every lesson uh, 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 but uh, as i said it's something i i wanted for her first to have to to love what uh, what she does because at the beginning of course she did not know the instrument it was a new atmosphere for her and she she did she enjoyed but was introverted yeah and then mm -hmm. she opened and now she really loves to do it but the parents said that she also asks at home where are we going to practice which i'm very happy for that you first love what you do also if you are not going to be uh, a concert pianist uh, um, or study piano that you have loved uh, uh, um, for classical music and this is also what we as uh, 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 professors need to do to um, somehow develop new generations of people that will come to concerts yeah because nowadays is very difficult also with the classical musicians you have like the uh, international music competition here in Vienna, uh, for example, like Beethoven piano competition, where you are listening to semifinals, and in semifinals there are sitting ten or fifteen people in the Brahms Hall that can uh, take like 250, 350 people. This is very sad that your colleagues don't come to listen to to uh, to the concert to the uh, competition. Yeah. And I, it's it's a hundred percent right what you're saying that you uh, through learning the instrument also you um, learn an appreciation or you you have a appreciation for the instrument and that that makes you love the music that you hear and this is so important I think in this time that like you say that 
people don't come to concerts anymore. And this is what we also uh, spoke about during the lockdown is the, the appreciation and the appreciation for what the art is doing and their, um, their dedication to this form of art. So um, what do you think? How could we, how could this change? I mean, I'll start from this point. Now I'll uh, go back and forth. Yeah. Uh, first of all, classical music is a very special type of music. So not uh, for classical music, you need time and it's very, very hard for people at the beginning to understand it. I'll say like this, there is no good or bad music, only the music we do understand and we don't understand. For example, I don't understand turbo folk music and I will never listen to turbo folk music, but there are people that are enjoying in this uh, kind of music and that that they're full right to do. And uh, for me, uh, classical music has so much depth that so, sorry for all, all uh, turbo folk and uh, um, I don't know pop uh, fans. Mm. It has so much depth that this music does not have. Mm. For me personal, this is my uh, uh, subjective uh, 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 thinking about yeah. it, and it I, maybe I'm wrong. Mm. And for so classical music has so much depth. For example, if I would ask you. Uh, you as Petra, yeah? um, what is for you classical music? What, what, what would your answer be? Well, I would say um, music from, from composers like uh, Beethoven and, and Mozart and uh, these old composers or the classical composers. Yes. So mm -hmm. I would say the classical music, as we spoke has so much depth. Classical music transforms you to, to the world of composer, to the uh, to, to to his mental state, to how he. Uh, I mean, for example, if we look Beethoven, Beethoven is for me the most human composer, so to say, and to see to to go to to, to his uh, so when he composed. Uh, you can feel he, if he was sad that day, if he was angry, if he was happy. And this is something which thrills me to, to, to go to his world and to understand his music. As my mm -hmm. professor said, uh, uh, Bach is universe. Mozart came from heaven, got everything from God uh, in a musical way. And Beethoven need, needed to somehow live through this life to go to heaven. So, so I'm starting from Beethoven, uh, the most human composer. So you can really feel the composer when 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 you listen to to his works. Why am I telling all of this? Now we go back to the, the, the to the topic. Yeah. I think that this is the way to show people w what's the point of classical music. The point of classical music is not that we go and listen to most uh, uh, impor important and most known uh, pianists, violinists, orchestras, 
But the point of classical music is to transform emotions directly to public. And through this, <clears throat> also a person that is not music, uh, that is a non-musician, will understand the message because it's the most universal language. We always say the, the classical music is the most universal language uh, uh, um, in in the world. And so, through emotions, through showing people how much fun uh, classical music. Uh, uh, can be at what it does, but not only the concert, but uh, for example, the the uh, you, you can make uh, 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 from classical music concerts like an event. You go with your friends for a nice dinner, and then after a nice dinner, you go to a concert. So it it can really be fun, not just to listen, but to make like the whole event that day. Yeah. Well, you saying something very interesting because a while ago I went to see a concert uh, or listen to a concert, a piano concert, um, with Schubert music, and I didn't know Schubert music at all. I mean, I, I couldn't uh, recollect that I've ever heard it, but I um, listened to a, a, a YouTube video where where somebody spoke a little about Schubert's life and. Um, what what was surrounding his life at the time when he was in Vienna and so, and I am not a musician and I don't have knowledge of music. But while sitting there in this concert, because I knew a little bit of background, I could actually hear things that this uh, that I heard from his life or his story. And I could hear that and I could imagine that. And this was could have been my own imagination, but I could imagine that. And I, I was actually also interested in, in the fact that the pianist who played the music never um, took my attention away from the music. And I realized this only afterwards that I thought, hey, there was actually a man playing this music, but I only listened to the music. So this was a really a first experience for me having it that way, you know, that I really knew something about the composer, hearing the music and um, and the pianist didn't take any attention away from the music. Yes, this is this is this is very important. But what does it mean? It means that the pianist loves what he do, uh, does, yeah. put a lot of effort and a lot of emotions, a lot of energy to, 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 to re represent what he did. And this is, this is the most important part, because I think that nowadays we came, there are so many competitions where you need to play on a certain way mm -hmm. uh, to win the competition, so to say. Yeah. And I think through all of this, you lose the point of classical music to transform emotions because on competitions play from the beginning for, of, uh, till the end first without mistakes. And then, of course, it needs to be technically perfect. And of course, it needs to be music inside. But it's very, very, for me, competitions are very almost uh, almost all uh, 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 of the time very artificial mm -hmm. and I m like more to listen to concerts uh, where, where you can be 
where a musician can be a bit more uh, 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 or uh, sorry a bit less under stress yeah to 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 transform this uh, 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 music uh, uh, to to the audience and what he or she feels mm -hmm. during playing but do you think this is the the place is to to start approaching children you know that children start learning this in school from a young age uh, not even if they are interested in playing the instrument but that they start learning the music appreciation or about the composers or about what music means well <clears throat> learning about composers when you are four or five years old i don't think that they would they would be uh, they would understand but uh, there are a lot of uh, kindergartens here in Vienna that uh, so the uh, where they also sing a lot, uh, dance, and I think it's important from the very early stage to put this uh, 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 to children because there is one study I can't remember from where it says that ninety eight percent of children are uh, very talented for music till the age of three or four. Really? So if we start uh, um, uh, with them at that uh, very early age, not to play the instrument, but to be more yeah. uh, uh, like uh, to put them more into music, into classical music, because classical music is also very very um very good for uh, for your brain for mm -hmm. for the development of the brain says one study from america again studies about mm -hmm. it and uh, so um i think it would really help and also when you play the instrument for example um, i i saw a picture so when you watch uh uh, uh for example, a movie, just like this small part of your brain is uh, uh, working, so to say. Mm -hmm. When you read a book, maybe half of the brain works. But when you play the instrument, the whole like the, the whole brain is active. It was like red, like uh, amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So start with. Uh, with with uh, small children first to to sing to dance and then maybe somehow when they develop love for music give them to play an instrument mm. at the age of five six seven eight and so on. Well, I'm I'm very um, inspired by what you're doing and what you are telling. And I think you have found also that you have this very great talent to teach and uh, how lucky your students are. Well, I hope. I hope yeah. because uh, I really love to do it. And uh, music should be for everyone. Yeah. But in, in the reality, it, it is not, mm. unfortunately, or fortunately, I can't say. But uh, classical music was always uh, more luxurious music. 
or very small uh, part uh, uh, of people. So I hope that this will change over time. I mean, I think it is changing, but very slowly. Mm. Yes. But now, Peter, um, tell me, what are your wishes for the future? What are my wishes for the future? Well, as I said, I'm studying, so to finish my, my studies here in Vienna, to stay here uh, in this beautiful city, uh, to teach. I would love to do it in the future. I mean, it's easy to say, but to work with this like Hockbeck up the talented uh, children because this is something what I really love to do and also to play uh, some chamber music concerts here and there when I have opportunity to play solo very gladly mm -hmm. practice and yeah, to be healthy I think this is the most important yeah. yes no that's true and um uh, but I hope to, um, uh, you know, that the, all your wishes come true and that you stay in Vienna and that you inspire more children and more students. Yes, thank you very much. I okay. I hope. Yeah. It's a very, very difficult task because uh, to to be a professor is 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 not easy. Mm -hmm. Easy people, uh, people think it's like, ah, it's very easy to teach. No, if you want to do it on the right way and if you want to make a success, then you need really to know a lot and to reflect yourself every day and to ask what I did wrong this time, what could I do better next time. So, yeah. Yeah, and you work with different people, different personalities, so you have to keep that in mind as well. Yes, because uh, I mean, I really like psychology. Mm -hmm. So I think that I'm managing, I'm not saying always, but managing to, to somehow find the way to, to, to every student. But also, I always say, if the energies don't go together, I always say to, to parents, maybe try with another uh, uh, yeah. professor because I don't want to uh, to ruin mm. the pupils uh, uh, love uh, for music. And if I can help to this uh, child as a professor and to teach in in a right way what I in a right way that I think it's uh, the right way, then I rather give children uh, to someone else mm -hmm. to teach. Well, that's that's true because um, it, it is also the reality that not all energies um, connect. You know that the, the, it, some children will benefit more from somebody else, but it, it's just not your that you're not capable. It's just that. It's that personality that's um, not the two personalities that's not working together. Yes, then this is this is very hard because we're working with people, and you can't yeah. expect it's it's hard. It's hard because you are asking yourself uh, why I can't 
help him. Yeah. What what am I doing wrong? I don't have any ideas more. And mm -hmm. then when I tried everything that I know and that I can, then I, I simply say the energies don't go together and let yeah. then something uh, new. Yeah. Person that could help. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, Peter, um, it was so lovely to talk to you, but I just have one more question. I want to know where do you go for coffee in Vienna? Where do I go for coffee? Yeah. <laughs> so what's my favorite coffee or where yeah. I go most often? Yeah. Well, your favorite or where you go most often, what you can say. Cafe Fenster. Oh, yeah. Yes. And do you, uh, is it the way you get the coffee in the cone? Uh, I only did it once. I only oh, did okay. it once. It's, uh, it's, uh, I, I started this tradition, so to say, during lockdown, because everything was closed. So when I would go with my friends for a walk, we would usually go there to grab some coffee and then to go for a walk. Oh, that's amazing. And then you're the first person to give a, sh a shout out to them. So that's wonderful. Now, I also, I love going there. Well, it's the best coffee. It's yeah. the I don't go that often, but if you ask me where do I go most often, huh, it would probably be hmm, Café Hummel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah this is because it's uh, uh, nearby. I'm living in the 8th district mm -hmm. or in the city center, but I always forget the name. I think it's Schwarzenberg Café. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's very, um, a, a little bit glamorous, a little bit old, old Vienna glamour. Yes. The, the old yeah. cafe. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, it was so lovely to talk to you. I hope to one day, maybe we can one day have a coffee somewhere. Of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> it was very nice and uh, I really enjoyed to talk with you. I'm very happy to hear that and uh, all the best with your teaching and, and your studies as well and um, I really admire your work and, and how you uh, your approach to teaching. Yes, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you Peter, bye. Bye.